Sean, Sean, what are you eating? Right Basil before fried. the show. What are you eating? Basil fried rice? Is Basil fried said? rice with chicken. Good pick. Classic. Fabulous. You can't go wrong. Didn't didn't go wrong. <laughs> can't. Won't. Should. But short. Even when you guys go Thai, you mix in the basil. I see. Absolutely. You think Sh- Sean's getting out of any to-go order without basil? No way. It's 100% true. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and everything wrong with the podcast industry, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes, and to my chickens, I'm the Scranton Strangler. (laughs) And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm in ziplining my third day in Costa Rica. (laughs) I guess the harness wasn't strapped in exactly right. I broke my neck. And I've been in the hospital five weeks now. (laughs) So I haven't seen the beach. It's nice to have visitors. <laughs> Not now, Toby, my oh, God. Jesus. Get the hell out of here, idiot. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll cover our main topic. Then we'll go to the conference room to chat about this new interactive office experience mm. happening in Chicago. And then we'll finish it up with some listener-provided trivia. But today's topic is... <clears throat> Toby Flenderson. Toby Flenderson, a.k.a. Tony, (laughs) a.k.a. Floyd Grossman, Chad Flenderman, Jerky McJerkface, an evil snail, the Antichrist, Satan, (laughs) T-Man, the Silent Killer, Lemonhead, Waste of Life, the Worst, the Scranton Strangler, question mark, question mark, question mark? And, of course, everything wrong with the paper industry, Toby Flanderson. Toby Flanderson. And Bacchus's friend. Uh, <laughs> Bacchus's friend. Good one. Good catch. Thank you. Uh, played by Paul Lieberstein. Paul not only acted on the show, but was a writer, director, and executive producer on The Office. He was the showrunner from seasons five through eight until Greg Daniels came back and ripped it away from him and ruined everything with season nine. In this, <laughs> in this host's personal opinion, uh, uh, he wrote. Uh, he says he wrote his first sitcom in high school. Uh, his first writing gig was on Clarissa Explains It All, which is a show from uh, my childhood. Fantastic, wow. uh, from the past. Do you know Greg Daniels is his, is his brother-in-law? Yeah, and and they worked together wow. on King of the Hill. King of the Hill, yeah. Uh, before The Office. So uh, so there you have it. A couple Paul, of great shows. King of yeah. the Hill and Clarissa. What a, what mm-hmm. a resume. Yeah. Uh, but Paul Lieberstein, your, your favorite writer on the show? Did you say that, Alex? Yes. All well, right. just of, of the... You love his episodes. Of the, of the, of the writer-actor combos that he is. Okay. I mean, Toby's also just one of my top three characters on The Office as well. So, of course, therefore, I... I'm going to favor Paul Lieberstein's work. Yeah. Today, we continue uh, our series on individual characters by talking about Toby. Uh, I feel like it, Edwin just started a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a much better opening. It's like, I'm going to restart in three, two, one. <laughs> Before we recorded, Sean was like, I'll say what I normally say, and then you say this. And I was like, I got in my head about like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> What do I normally do? (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. Um, We haven't done a character uh, profile in a minute, but like it's it's always fun to dig into an individual character and what their sort Mm -hmm. of arc and overall role within the show is. And uh, Toby is someone that is in the show all the way through and has a little bit of uh, evolution, changes a little bit in the way that he's deployed by the show. Um, and we've done a Michael and Toby episode already, but we'll talk about all of his different relationships, his role in HR, and uh, just like the best moments for Toby throughout the show. 
Um, so where should we start in season one? Let's actually start with the fact that Toby, we're doing Toby as he was the runner up in our Patreon vote for the next character we talk about. We did ah. Jan. Now we're doing Toby. If we continue to follow those results, we would do uh, Todd Packer and then Nelly. Oh, but Todd we don't. Packer. Nice. There's there's actually a lot more characters than when you think about it that we actually still haven't done. But yeah, especially we'll when you them. consider that we did an episode on the Vans Refrigeration guys. Oh yeah, like Billy right. Merchant has been done. Yeah. Cousin Moe's. All, yeah. <laughs> all of these people. But hey, we're having we have we're having fun with it. That's the whole point of this yeah. entire Slow endeavor. Burn. So yeah, Slow exactly. Burn. Yes. It is. Um, great podcast, by the way. Um, Where do but, we start with Toby? Yes. Yeah, I think I, in preparation for this, I watched uh, this video that Paul Lieberstein did with USA Today, or uh, mm -hmm. excuse me, not uh, the Today Show. Mm -hmm. um, and he talked about just a, a number of different things about his favorite scenes and uh, what it was like being showrunner and being so immersed in the show. And he said that the moment that the character started to take shape was in uh, The Alliance, where uh, Michael is, is struggling to write... Um, the the message in the birthday card for this whole episode and then toby comes in knocks on the door and he's like hey do you mind if i sign the card and writes his message really quickly and uh michael is really upset about that and that is kind of the beginning of toby the beginning of toby and michael and so it could have gone a different way maybe it might it, <laughs> if it's that possible. interaction had gone different. <laughs> it's possible there's a deleted scene um that uh explores this when and it is available in the Superfan episode on Peacock, but uh, where Toby comes in and Michael is looking over his shoulder and tells him he can't use this certain joke area because oh, it's yeah. already his. And um, so, and he, Paul Lieberstein in that video said that when he talked to Steve Carell, Steve Carell said that he felt this rage well up inside of him. And that was the beginning of Michael uh, lashing out at Toby. <laughs> wow. So that's the origin story. Okay, that's great. So we get I mean, to see it. We see the origin story of, of their animosity. Mm -hmm. I love I, that. I do feel like Toby uh, is utilized a little bit less in the early seasons and his character isn't as fleshed out. Or maybe it's not that his character isn't as fleshed out, but the dynamic of he's kind of the sad sack Michael punching bag doesn't happen as much early on. It happens slowly but surely, especially as Toby does things that get get on Michael's nerves. Uh, but that becomes so much more of an established dynamic as the show goes on. Early on, the first thing that one of the first things Toby says is uh, during diversity day, are we all going to sit down on the floor Indian style? And Michael says, <laughs> this is an environment and welcoming and you should get the hell out of here. <laughs> A classic early office line. But uh, again, planting the seeds for Michael and Toby. His, I mean, Toby's, Toby's very function within the corporation of Dunder Mifflin is, is antagonistic towards Michael. That's how he sees it. Uh, Michael has no power over him and therefore he's afraid of Toby and therefore treats him poorly. And as Toby works for corporate, his job is of course to put boundaries and make Michael feel like, uh, there's limits on his creativity and his comedy, especially. So he's the perfect antagonist for Michael. It's natural that that would happen. And you just couldn't pick someone more flat, more of a <laughs> flat villain to Michael's just all over the place hero. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we haven't even really talked about. Yes. Toby is his job at Scranton is uh, human resources. He works for corporate. He's um, the human version of a binder. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a form for that. Oh, <laughs> I've never filled out the firearm incident. Does it, did anyone feel terrorized? There's <laughs> a whole different form for that. Um, uh, That's a yeah, good I point. Mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I mean, I just, I, I was just going to say in seasons one and maybe even two, Toby is just kind of quiet. He seems like otherwise a relatively normal, maybe even cool guy. He that, does have hints that people like him. Yeah, that is the uh, the sort of slow burn that happens with ev a lot of the ensemble characters. Is that and, and that's like the one of the early sort of premises that you get to know these characters, this sort of group of people that you're stuck with or, you're, or that you're together with in the office. And we see that from a lot of characters in like Office Olympics when they're playing their different games. And uh, you know, you should ask Toby about Dunderball. And uh, so there's like a lot of moments like that. I think um, to go back to what you're saying, Alex. 
Michael is all, or Toby's also the check on Michael from the corporate side, but then also a lot of the moments where Michael starts to lash out at Toby is where Toby makes jokes or uh, mm. gets in his way. So he makes a joke in Diversity Day. He seems to be hitting it off with uh, Katie uh, in the Hot Girl episode, uh, and Michael starts to lash out. And then, of course, in um, at the end of season two, Casino Night, when Toby tells Michael that they can't do what he has planned, Michael <laughs> Michael unleashes one of the most like dead-eyed, intense insults in the entire show. And then he doubles down and takes all of Michael's money mm-hmm. later in Casino Night. <laughs> I mean, by the end of season two, he's just mm-hmm. he's done everything he can to push every button Michael Scott has. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. <laughs> it felt good taking money from Michael. I think that feeling becomes <laughs> all the obsession with Pam that comes later and eventually yeah. with Nelly. Like, that's what he starts chasing at that moment. One of my favorite underrated Toby moments, I think, is in uh, Boys and Girls, when they go down into the warehouse and Toby doesn't go with them and just, like, puts his finger over his lips to, like, shh, and, uh, and just closes the door behind him, which How I thought was this. Because he, yeah. he knows they're walking into a serious HR violation. Mm-hmm. He knows that when he goes with them, the amount of paperwork <laughs> that he's going to have to file is going to be immense. Mm-hmm. And That's he's so just like, I, never, I don't want to see any of it. No thanks. I never thought of it that way. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Toby ducks out of it gets out of a lot of things in this show I feel like he he gets I'm out of that out of mind. he gets out I mean he wanted to go to beach games but he's not invited um what, he, I feel like he, he's like missed he does so- get to go on Ryan's cool retreat that's right mm-hmm. another it, thorn in Michael's side Toby's but HR he- style is a little bit uh uninvolved like in the conflict resolution episode so much of it is him just listening to people and letting them vent when it comes to versus Michael's uh, style cage match style of airing out every grievance between everyone. So much of Toby is, is just kind of being a laid back person and he's someone that people can go to to confide in such as Dwight <laughs> <laughs> uh, that they rerun with Angela at the end at the end of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, they he's just in the back of the office. He just absorbs. <laughs> yeah, he just absorbs contact. That's what he does. And nothing else happens. That's his yeah. whole job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's something else. He's separate in the annex from the rest mm-hmm. of the staff. So he's just kind of this accessory. He's not in the bullpen. He's not brought into every discussion. Um, and there's this funny balance between him being able to do something and him not being able to do anything um, that that comes out from time to time. You know, he, he does appear generally liked early on. And in fact, he's one of the only characters that we actually see multiple other characters in the show say good things about mm-hmm. at one point. Whether or not those are true remains to be seen, but he does have this like, oh, Toby's a nice guy. He has a nice calm energy. Is what Pam says. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl seems to have a good relationship with Toby. They just kind of seem to click. Um, it's... He just has little moments where he's just like, oh, he's super chill. He's kind of hard to hit. Well, Daryl invites it, Toby to stay at his what his cousin's place. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a big, yeah. Yeah. but not Michael. Not that. I would love to see that episode. <laughs> yeah. Toby's it's... Toby's night at Daryl's cousin's. I feel like I feel like almost everyone likes Toby and almost everyone disagrees with how harsh Michael is towards Toby. Oh, but a lot no of one, that reaction. No one ever really like comes to his defense or like stops Michael. Like maybe every now and then there's yeah, every now and then there's like, "Oh, come on." There D'Angelo yeah. does it when he gives yeah, him D'Angelo his last does it. Yeah, oh, that's so Holly mean. and Pam do it when he gives him the rock. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you were you were saying <laughs> no, it's the yeah, and then uh, the extreme repulsiveness award. Oh, that's, oh, so, that's mean. so mean. This is an employee of ours in the morning when they're hanging <laughs> yeah. the house, and then they, they turn to Toby, Jim, and Oscar. They're like, "It's his last one, man. You got to do it." They I get know, him to man. go up there and take it, and he's like, "No, mm-hmm. not." And I can't believe he did. Mm-hmm. One I mean, last slap in the face. That's that's like the but also in the goodbye Toby thing, he's just kind of like, "Nah, my last day." You know, there's that he has that kind of attitude about it. If he just kind of takes it, you know, uh, Paul Lieberstein uh, in that same yeah. video mentioned that he's too cool in a lot of situations. Toby is. And that might be what part of what infuriates Michael. But yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, he, uh, I don't really I, I, I lost it. I lost it. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> I will say this, though. Toby. Toby is. Not very effectual 
as actually enforcing the rules. He's a very, like you said, Edwin, he's very passive. He's just like, I'm here when, if like there's flames, I will step in. But he other than tells, that, I'm not doing anything. He tells Pam HR is a complete joke. He does. Well, right away. I mean, season two in the Christmas party, like he's like, we can't have booze. Like we can't buy alcohol for these company parties. That just goes out the window. All Michael says is like, sip it. And then it's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's not great at his job. He doesn't care. He's he's sort of uh he Toby is always just running out the clock constantly. Well, dude, Toby is I mean, we know that I mean, Toby just says it himself. He was um he was in the seminary, he was training to be a monk and uh he met a girl named Kathy who he wanted to have Wait, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's Kathy. Kathy. Another yeah. another Kathy. Another Kathy. The there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, met a girl named Kathy that he wanted to have sex with. So no, he doesn't really have a passion for HR, mm-hmm. um, in his own words. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Toby's a father. He's a writer. He writes detective stories about Chad Flenderman. Um, hey, <laughs> and he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't give an F. Doesn't give an F about nothing. I mean, that's one thing that we see <laughs> sort of that as, as later on. I mean, to- Toby is, is so much less involved early on. And then as the show goes on, they have to kind of figure out how much HR can or can't be involved in casual Friday. He steps up and he mm-hmm. says, no, you have to stop that or I'm writing you up. And then Meredith, a couple of them are like, where's this guy been? And then later on, like, uh, like you said, he says, Pam, I can't do anything about anything. HR is a complete joke. And at the end, Dwight, they're like, Dwight, you can't just fire Kevin. Every time something like this has happened, HR has uh, stopped you. And then Dwight starts to frost the second cake for Toby. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, Toby. (laughs) And he's inexplicably able to fire Toby at the end. It's like, all right, I guess. Uh, But but all of that is just nine. But (laughs) near the end of the show, Toby becomes defined so much more by the Scranton Strangler trial. His... his, um, the Chad Flenderman files are this interest in, in mystery stories and yeah. writing novels. Mm-hmm. I, and then yeah. his overall sadness. That seems to be the over the other sort Loneliness, of yeah. yeah. I mean, it it's true. I, I, I When I think about season nine, a, a storyline or an arc that I just like, like I just like feel like I haven't even seen it because I can't even like, it doesn't hold my attention is the, is the Toby stuff in season nine. It's yeah. It's weird. It's kind. You, it's kind of. Is it funny? I don't know. It's not that. Funny. Th- Toby has some moments for sure. I get the stuff with Nelly is so cringe that it's. I I don't even know if there's a joke. There. <laughs> I, I find it pretty funny. Yeah. Some of the Toby Nelly stuff. Personally, I agree that it kind of seems like they don't know what to do with either character, mm-hmm. so they kind of bring them together. Like it's I kind can't of tell if Toby's harmless or not. He seems like he totally is. I'm sure he is. That's that's the thing where it's kind of like. Are you sure? No. Yeah, he yeah. could be the Scranton Strangler. There's yeah, another another sort of uh, piece of the Toby puzzle. Uh, by the end of the show, like season nine, so much of who Toby and even Andy and other characters become and Nelly is like it, it's really a testament to when Michael leaves season seven. The vacuum is so immense, and initially they keep it inflated with this burst of Will Ferrell, and then. They bring in James Spader to kind of help it from collapsing too fast. And by nine, there's such a vacuum of like all of that Steve Carell time and energy in the show that they have to expand all these other characters into something more. And like Toby is a huge piece of that just by giving him his own plot lines, which really has not happened at all in the show outside of the closest thing to it is maybe his like crush on Pam in season four. That is really only a few things, but he's not like, he doesn't have a ton of long-ranging participation in the show at any point yeah. outside of like season six um, and then mostly in season two. Other than that, he's very fleeting to even see Toby. Well, I mean, I think... go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, you're right. But I, I like it when I like the little bursts of Toby that you get. I love when there's a Toby-centric episode like, um, <laughs> um, like what is it? When Daryl gets uh, injured and uh and uh oh in the meeting mm-hmm. yeah yeah season six and then it and toby and dwight are investigating him or like when toby goes uh with michael to new york 
for mm-hmm. the negotiate to negotiate mm-hmm. a higher uh, a raise. Goodbye, Toby. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah. The, exactly. Frame Toby. Like, I don't need long term. I, yeah. I don't need long arcs for Toby. I, that's what I, I'm saying, and that's why season nine was so weird. Well, I think the other thing that happens in season nine, I agreed that when Steve Carell loses the show, everything it loses its center. But there, by season nine, the ensemble is so well developed, and there are so many characters that we know so much about that we care about. We're invested, and we need to know what's going on with them. So, when a character is missing, you notice it a lot more than you would in the early mm-hmm. seasons because we 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 do kind of care what happens to all these characters. That's why in in the finale, every character gets kind of wrapped up. They they basically get a version of what they want. And what does Toby get? He gets a shoulder to cry on. What is mm-hmm. he, he says to Pam? Pam says, "Is it is it me?" And he shakes his head. Is it Nelly? He shakes his head. It's everything. He says. <laughs> um, so. That, like that—that's kind of the the Toby and Nelly stuff, and they come together, you know, where Nelly walks in and during the Christmas episode, and uh, oh, really? Can you talk about that? I could, I, 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 could. I, I could, and Stanley says, "See you next Christmas." So, <laughs> you know, um, there, there's a lot of funny moments that come out of that. They aren't the most natural pairing, but like, it, it is. It, there are there are there like like in like in season eight and nine in general. There are a lot of funny moments, even if they don't come mm-hmm. together in the way that. Maybe we had hoped, um, but Nelly dressing up as Toby and then Toby get finding that attractive is is was very funny you, to me. It's very bizarre, super but so, weird. If you go super back weird. and rewatch that super scene, funny. that moment where he's like, "You're me," and he like goes up to her and he like stands in front of her and he's kind of like leans in, <laughs> and then Dwight is just framed in between them with his pig nose. <laughs> and then so he funny. Toby catches the camera and, and like a bit like ejects out of the situation. But like, yeah, yeah. I will say that in prepping for this episode, some of Toby's nonverbal stuff is amazing. Like oh, some yeah. of the like really, really, really underrated moments. On that note, because this was just a great sound, but uh, also in research, watching in, gosh, which episode is it in season nine? Is this from? Oh, in uh, in Living the Dream, uh, when Andy wants to leave and he's trying to get fired so he can leave at the end. There's this exchange between Andy and Toby that's very physical. One of the funniest f- physical oh, bits. Oh, I know on exactly the show. what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here, here it is. We'll just listen to it. Oh, come on, Andy. No, <laughs> Toby, Andy. don't stop blocking my hand. No, this is your. You this, brought this, this on. No, no, Andy. <laughs> okay, all right. Broke you good. Off to Hollywood. <laughs> he pushes. He pushes Toby up against the cubicle wall in such a way. It, it is such a slow moving and like hilarious scene of Andy doing this to Toby. And it reminded me like that, like Toby all throughout season nine is just, he's a lot more physical than he was throughout the rest of the series too. Mm-hmm. Whether like you say that move against Nelly or when he whips off the glasses even, or <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and, and when Andy comes after him, Andy says, uh, here's the thing I can't have the good old Dunner Mifflin to fall back on or else I'll never succeed. Got to burn those boats. Burn so those I need boats. you to go into my file and put down that I was fired for theft and or groping wieners. <laughs> so like, do that. That's lying. So it, I have to do this without turning my head away from the mic. It's hard to do, but like Paul Lieberstein crosses his legs and just turns away slowly in his chair <laughs> while Andy is going <laughs> for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Toby has a lot of noises in beach day when, uh, he's like, Pam, you can have my sunscreen. And she, she says, Oh, this is great. I'm wearing a toothpiece. The way that, that he just, uh, like the the noises he makes. How about this is the little noise at the very top of the drop at the beginning of this episode that he makes. Listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) That's just before he talks to the camera. When, uh, he Eeyore. does at, at, at the beginning of season four when he issues the corporate memo about PDA that leads to everyone in the office finding out that Jim and Pam are dating. Pam says, "Toby, is this your fun little way of uh, congratulating us?" And he goes, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, like the yeah, way that he so has to just kind of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, he has all sorts of moments like that. He has a uh, he, he like it's it's very understated. Even the way that he walks up and says, "I'm Tony." What? Mm-hmm. I, I said, "I'm Tony." <laughs> okay i got my name wrong (laughs) toby gets put into uncomfortable situations like all like all the time or so much more often than another ensemble character would oh the handshake fist bump Mm -hmm. 
thing. Uh, Michael Jimmy... swiping his lunch tray off the table. In the deposition. Oh, yeah, or, uh... That'd be so embarrassing in a room full of your <laughs> colleagues at corporate. Mm-hmm. Just be like, uh, whoa, or, sorry. Or he was already eating alone. Yeah. How about I mean, him putting his hand on Pam's knee? Uh, after after he gets a laugh, after he legitimately makes everyone laugh, mm-hmm. and then uh, or how about when he sta- he finally starts to speak up when he gets to inhabit the character of Lloyd Gross, and uh, he says uh, like uh, yeah, there's nothing in the rules about that. General, <laughs> is there anything in the rules about me grabbing another man's throat? <laughs> Toby just runs away. He's out. Stay He's out, out of New York, Floyd. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, stay out of New York, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. He's a distinguished member of the Finer Things Club. <laughs> Let's not forget. Of course. He's one of, uh, he manages to break into the most exclusive club in the office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Finer Things Club, naturally. Oh, my I God. Be a part of it. That's why people are leaving. It's b- bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> one of the great outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Does anyone have a camera here? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Th- no there- one has a camera here. <laughs> I'll go get one, he says. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that drop. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna use that one a lot. I think mm. this one. No one has a camera here. <laughs> no one has a camera no here. A camera here. One thing that I, I saw recently on social media was uh, or uh, was a deleted scene of Toby trying to get the duck at uh, Poor Richards for Pam. Oh my god. Oh, that's dry. cute. And then he spends the whole night trying to get it for her. And then at the end when he gives it to her, she's like, Don't you have a daughter? Do you have a daughter? I'm like, yes. Uh, I do. <laughs> and what they do is not art. <laughs> um Why you gotta be so mean to me? That's a good one too. Like let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The, 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 the past. priest and the seminary and the therapy. Yeah. The priesthood that he left behind. Mm-hmm. And so he's I mean with his with that sort of origin story, and by the way, there's conflicting uh, data. The writers conflict themselves by saying like he followed Kathy to Scranton and got right. the first job he could find, and later it's like that he grew up in Scranton and went to high school, uh, which mm. is what he oh. says to Katie, the purse girl. Mm-hmm. So there's some conflicting evidence there, but with that as an origin story, I mean, it makes sense that Toby feels pretty alone, pretty directionless pretty blah about everything is everything that he moved to this town for is just gone and he's like now i work at this job that i just got to pay bills and here i am all this time later Mm -hmm. with his daughter Mm -hmm. um yeah i I think uh that there's something really funny about toby having that past and having the the certification uh as a therapist i don't know exactly i don't remember exactly Mm -hmm. what the qualification is but it's a licensed therapist. The fact that he can bring that into Michael's counseling in season seven is really good. I yeah, I want. I'm I wish glad there was Michael's a little bit more of that. Uh, that he's priest really and, stupid, and he mm-hmm. has a lot of problems. I wish there was a little bit more of that. Um, that background for Toby brought into the earlier seasons. Yeah, not a ton. Like you don't need him to be a religious character or anything. But no. it would be funny if he could have had a little bit more of that. Um, that's like a detail that's brought on so late in the show. You know. I wish it was something that we knew a little more that that's what he actually wanted to do. And we just mm-hmm. saw little things like him holding small services in the conference room from time to time. <laughs> um, just little things. I could Or at the end of the show, maybe if they didn't go like the New York writer with a bunch of roommates route and he's like returned to the priesthood and he like... What if he'd done, you know, Dwight and Angela's wedding? That would have been good. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I um, actually think that... Although he probably can't speak lot- enough German. I feel like there's a lot more room for jokes yeah. if Toby becomes a priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there is, uh, there are some other funny moments at the end of season nine. I'm just thinking of other things that they develop into his character. Just the, th- the whole thing with the mystery novel is pretty funny with him in, uh, maybe not season nine, but just later in the show. Mm. When Joe finds the novel on his computer. Oh, yeah. Write oh, your write your own damn, damn novel. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, she really uh, puts some time into that too. A yeah, lot of thoughtful notes. Why would someone who hates people want to be in a relationship with a maid? <laughs> <laughs> Ask her the tough questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something so funny about that. And just yeah, he <laughs> like uh, when Michael needs to distract Toby, he puts a copy of Best American Mystery Stories, 1995. I yeah. think mm-hmm. in Toby's favorite stall. So yeah, I think we I bought us some time. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or how about when in the Michael Scott Paper Company? I'm just listing moments now. When uh, yeah, they hear Toby in the bathroom on the phone, and he says, "Have you watched? Is it Damages or is it The Closer? <laughs> I'm trying to remember which oh. TNT show it is." Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you got to watch it. It's been great. Yeah. (laughs) They hear him in the bathroom. Yeah, that's great. One of my favorites is, uh, I don't don't think Michael intended to punish me by putting Ryan back here with Kelly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if he did intend that, wow. Genius. (laughs) For how much, how terribly Michael treats Toby over the course of the show. Like, Toby is always ready to just let things be and restart with Michael at any moment. It's never going to happen, but like, it happens late. Like, um, like I'm thinking when he is in the, in, uh, the episode where he's, Michael's dating Pam's mom and he he uses, in Double Date and he uses Toby to talk to to Pam and she's like, oh, you can't fight your own battles and like, Mm -hmm. During that, Michael goes to Toby to apologize to him first, just to get him on his side. And like Dwight or uh, Toby's genuinely open and like, I don't think that means so much. Like, thank you, Michael. Like, that's just Michael walking in and saying, "I'm sorry" once, and Toby's ready to start over with it. Like, Toby's genuinely, I think, a mm. pretty open-hearted guy, but also a bit of an obsessive guy, uh, which leads to some problematic behavior as well. Uh, yeah. Hold on. I, I <laughs> um. <laughs> That exchange is so, so good. Um, can't fight your own battles, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. Why can't I find the quote? Um, anyway, maybe we shouldn't dwell on it. But he, Toby's like, that's why they pay me the big bucks. And they laugh together and they have that, that moment, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's a really good one. I think, too, there's something to be said about Toby's relationship with whoever the manager is. Because whoever steps into that role immediately starts to conflict with Toby. Uh, it happens when Jim yeah. is the manager in Survivor Man. Toby's great, but he's a little, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. it happens when Andy, uh, is, is manager in season eight. Uh, there, there, it just always happens. Uh, like the drop you played at the top, not now, Toby, my God, there's always <laughs> yeah, somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, the booze cruise. That's the other thing that Toby, uh, skips out self, on self ejects from. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's right. Can. That's what I was thinking. Oh he gets yeah. To the dock late. Um, Oh, I got to step in to correct myself real fast. I don't know if it's I I saw Floyd Grossman somewhere on the internet, but it's I think Lloyd. it's just Lloyd Gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say out of New York, Lloyd. Um, Toby wins the f- fun run. Let's mention right. his accomplishments here for a second. Oh yeah. Uh, dominates dominates the 5K fun run. Mm-hmm. Not even close. <laughs> um usually he has to stop to pee, but mm-hmm. no, he's cruising in this one. Not uh, today. He later brings in his girlfriend for a very oh Amy moment. yeah oh yeah what's yeah, our opinion on that it's weird mm-hmm. it's just a weird moment he's just he's trying he's to just knock a human yeah. being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna violate your own PDA mm-hmm. memo yeah Toby also gets the biggest party in the office out of anyone by far it's not even close uh, uh, as far as the goodbye Toby party he, the his date at Phyllis's wedding catches the bouquet that's right yes yeah totally. Mm-hmm. And Kevin oh. thinks it's like a stripper or something. Well, he <laughs> just implies, escort. yeah. They're an escort, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so he's, you know, for all his, for how flat and dull Toby is, he produces some pretty high energy moments in the show. Not to mention he has very fertile hair glands. He, he grows, sure his, does. he grows, uh, he's like, we have the dopest time back in the office. I'm so glad I got all the dudes to do Movember. <laughs> He oh, yeah. and he and he only like, has hair smile right for here, men's yeah. prostates. Yeah. Smile if you love men's prostates. As he leans to the random woman with her child, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, yeah, <laughs> he gets he gets he gets choked out at the prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, Toby's living a whole nother life here. He goes in there saying, "I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to hug me," and then he comes out, and Nelly is just is just talking for him. Because yep. all he can do is respond by shaking his head or nodding. <laughs> One that of my favorite Toby moments is uh, is again. This is season nine, Toby. When Jim Jim approaches him and asks about counseling, couples counseling. Mm. Oh my God, you and Pam aren't in couples counseling, are you? And then he says, Kelly oh called God. it 2013. <laughs> and oh yeah, <laughs> Kelly's not even in that season. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah, that's so. But funny. then Clark comes in. He's no Clark. Get out. Go away. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pulls a Michael. 
That's well. That's a moment too that people like to point to as Scranton Strangler evidence, where he's like, he's lingering. I'm going to kill him. But I just, I just love that moment where Toby is like aggressive for whatever reason. No, yeah. no, get out of here. Get out of here, Clark. <laughs> it's his big shot. <laughs> it's his chance. They're playing that game where they move a person by typing. You know what I'm talking about? It's just a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. I think another one of my favorite Toby quotes is uh, in two weeks when to- when Michael's about to quit. And uh, he says, Michael's like a movie on a plane. It's not great, but it's oh. something to watch. <laughs> and then when it's over, you're like, how much time is all left on this flight? Now what? <laughs> I think that's just funny that he shares like the same view as a lot of people, it seems. It's just like, yeah, he's not. He's weird, but like. Keeps not it that boring. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his job is just managing this guy. Again. You got to think, like, did they match? The corporate was like, Toby, like, put him with Michael. Like, those are neutralizing ingredients. Let's just have that chemistry problem solved right away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're not going to hear about it because of Toby and Michael needs the most cushion between who he is and us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the show gets so much mileage out of Michael going after Toby. With, mm-hmm. with his head exploding, with all the, if I had one bullet, you know, the, all of these moments, the no! case of, the, yeah. yeah, no, God, please. Like so many iconic moments come at Toby's expense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, he's, I feel like Toby's generally like a not liked character. I, I, that seems what? to be really? the, the by feeling the public, I get. By, by the public? Yeah, by the public. That mm. Toby's just so worthless. Maybe people just know. share Michael's, Michael's feelings. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't if feel that way. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. I me mean neither. I love Toby. Mm-hmm. As weird uh, as he gets. Well, you know nine. what? There's that video of people celebrating Toby out in public when they find Paul Everstein. They're chanting for him, and he's smiling, oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, Toby finally gets his, uh, his uh, the reaction mm-hmm. he deserves you know, on the public. If you, if you cut off season nine, like the last real Toby thing we get, is him self-selecting out of Robert's list at the beginning <laughs> of season eight. Another thing he dips out on. An mm-hmm. incredible move, though, because he's not dipping out because he doesn't want to be there. He's dipping out because I think he's honest with himself. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be here. I'm going to leave. Which and is Kevin's think, at a, that table. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, leads into, what leads into Toby saying that is Kevin going, what I like about Elmo the most is the tickling. <laughs> That's how the scene starts. That just cuts into their lunch. <laughs> what about you, Jim? What do you think about the street? <laughs> Ours is a cultural ghetto, wouldn't you agree? Uh, uh, I love actually speaking of Kevin and Toby. I love uh, in Women's Appreciation. Kevin is like they're like hanging out at one point. Kevin's like, "This is so great, huh? We should do this much more often." Yeah, Toby says. I think we hang out an appropriate amount of time. <laughs> That's a good. Thank you. <laughs> Which is what I would love to say to anyone I work with when they want to grab a beer after work. <laughs> we hang out an appropriate amount of time. Toby's the guy who has to tell Michael that Ryan is dead in the injury. Uh huh. Ryan is uh, dead. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't, can you just do it yourself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's dead. Uh, there's uh, the moment. This isn't related to anything, but it's on. It's on my mind. Uh, when they're short one robe, Benny Hanna Christmas. Take it from mm. Toby. <laughs> hey Dwight, robes are pretty good. And Dwight just pulls oh, it out of his hand. Sound. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, you Why? know what? Why? I thought of it because of Toby and Kevin, where he like gently brushes the back of Kevin's robe. Oh, this is just a lot of little losses. Yeah, a lot of really good little Toby moments along for Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that uh, Toby's a member of the Coalition for Reason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Until until he checks out, Oscar says I checked <laughs> out. Oscar says I've checked. I've been checked out, huh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of overlap with that coalition at the Finer Things Club. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite bloopers uh, is when uh, it's in Moroccan Christmas where uh, they have the intervention for Meredith. And uh, <laughs> Michael says to Toby, what was the name of the rehab center that you told me about? And he writes something on a post-it note and he gives it to Steve Carell. And Steve Carell breaks character. Because <laughs> Paul Lieberstein just wrote, fuck you, on the post-it note. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> great. What a great time it must have been on that show, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I I know we could go on and on with some of our favorite Toby moments, but what any Toby. any yeah. <laughs> What what are your any any big thoughts on on Toby? Any final? Uh, n- no major thoughts. I mean, I think we've covered a lot of it. Just just more moments. The raid on test kit. I unbox mm-hmm. God of Wine. Little things like it's it's just a series of moments with Toby, and like I think he really shines as an ensemble character. That that like he he has such unique relationships with all the main characters with Michael, with Jim, with mm-hmm. Dwight, with Pam, especially like. There are like he he is such a unique part of the show as yes. human resources by virtue of his department. A lot of the other ensemble characters are in sales or accounting, yeah. Um, but he's like the only HR person that we get to interact with Michael outside of Holly, who becomes his romantic interest. So I think yeah. uh, Toby's just like an incredibly valuable and unique part of the ensemble. I would group Toby in with a with a set of characters that are really really the lifeblood of the show in a lot of ways, which is like the fact that the office stays. Like because of its format and mockumentary that it needs people in the office who are a really realistic to real life and just keep the general energy color pattern sounds of this monotonous world always in front of you. And like mm-hmm. him, Stanley, Phyllis, there's just, there's a core group of people who are so just like, I'm just here and I'm doing my job and I don't want to talk they, that much. They really like, ground the show. Yes, they are the most grounded elements in far as like totally flat. And so mm. big, big props to to Toby for that reason, because those characters are such a big part of the show. There, there's OK. This is something else that I was thinking about in the in preparing for this episode. Are you guys are you guys are familiar with the Shlemiel and Shlemazel, that Mm-mm. concept? Mm-mm. So uh, it's it's a it's a Yiddish term. Um, and, and like the most easiest touch point is in Parks and Rec. Um, and the, the saying is the Shlemiel is someone who spills the, the soup and the Shlemazel is someone that or the, is the person that it lands on. Uh, the quote in Parks and Rec is from Ron Swanson where he says that Jerry wow. Gergich is both the Shlemiel and the Shlemazel. You know? True. So the person who spills the soup and the person that it lands on. And it's right. funny to think of Toby because so often Toby is the person that it lands on. He's the receiver for so many of these things. But whenever Toby steps up to insert himself... He becomes the unlucky person who spills the soup. Yeah, like when he steps up as Lloyd Gross, when he steps up for Michael, like it, it's it, that. I was thinking about that term or that notion a lot with Toby because he's so often the butt of jokes in such a funny and awkward way um, mm-hmm. that it was something I was th- thinking. He about. does oscillate between those two roles a little bit in a very unique and funny way. I think, yeah, because he he's like he, he literally and and figuratively have to has to clean up Michael's messes all the time mm-hmm. throughout the show. And often sometimes cleaning up that mess is taking a bowl of soup on the face from Michael mm-hmm. in a public setting for the show us your penis. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like you talked about him being part of this office sort of color and like monotony, the way he has to step out or emerge from that is often in, in opposition to Michael, which is not a position mm-hmm. you want to be in. Mm-hmm. No way. Well, there you have it. Toby Flenderson, uh, gosh, we could talk about him forever, but we have to move on. Could We're we? going to take a short <laughs> break, and we'll yeah. uh, meet you in the conference room in five minutes. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. The media is calling it the great resignation. Top talent are leaving jobs in droves for better companies. So how do you take advantage of it? With a hiring partner that will help you attract the best people. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't struggle to find your own quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Whether you're Michael Scott trying to find people to join the Michael Scott paper company or you're Dwight trying to find your next junior salesman, Indeed is the service for you. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. You can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can even invite them to apply right away. With with Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job posts, according to Indeed data. 
Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in the search, according to Indeed data. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Scott. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Scott. Indeed.com slash Scott. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Folks, this podcast We'll soon have a store for merchandise open this month. And guess who we're using? Oh, yes, it's Shopify. You will be able to buy Michael Scott Podcast Company merchandise very soon, all thanks to Shopify. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Woof.com. Woof.com. Synchronize your <laughs> online and in-person sales. Greetthoughts.gov. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to Shopify.com slash Scott, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash Scott right now. That's Shopify.com slash Scott. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. I use Quip. I really like it because, uh, first of all, it doesn't have a charger with a big cord dangling down in your sink. Looks really nice. The little buzz, buzz, buzz after two minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm like hypnotized in the morning. I can't stop brushing until uh, until that happens. So it's... Uh, quipnotized. <laughs> I'm quipnotized. Oh, man. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic <laughs> vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. Your dentist's name is Crentist? A sleek design for adults and kids and no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. A multi-use mm -mm. travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount mm -hmm. for less clutter. And reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, including best-selling all black and all pink, as well as bright plastic colors, sure to make a pop to your bathroom counter. Mm -hmm. On top of your brushing, you can upgrade your Quip with a new Smart Motor 2. Oh. Track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app. Earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon that helps prevent cavities. Plus, there are two ways to floss. Floss string that expands to clean. Reusable floss picks that replace over 180 disposable picks with every refill. And a refillable gum that's sugar-free, has long-lasting mint flavor, and comes with a dispenser. If you go to getquip.com slash Scott right now, you'll get your first refill free. And that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash Scott, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Scott. Quip, the good habits company. I texted BTB, bring that brush. Today would be a good idea. You and me and Michael need another conference room for some conflict resolution. <laughs> Today in the conference room, uh, we are going to talk about the Office Interactive Fan Experience in Chicago. This was sent to us by a couple people, so shout out to Les and uh, to a friend of the program, Brant, for sending uh, for sending us this. So oh, I Brandt. think, yeah, big baller, Brant. Big baller, Brant, dude. <laughs> One of the most effective pickup basketball players I've ever met in my life. I know. Yeah. <laughs> just pound for pound, one of the best just gamers out there mm -hmm. on the basketball court. His signature move is to chase down steel. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, thank you for sending us this. I think uh, we're excited. This is a new thing, I believe, or something that I don't think I've seen before. It's um, uh, Friends did it. The TV show Friends. Friends did it, did it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, no, that makes there perfect was a sense. One. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something that we, people would want to do. I would love to check it out. Um, and I think we have a little NBC featurette. Hmm. Here we go. And after the wildly successful Friends fan experience comes the Office experience. Can't wait for this. It doesn't open to the public until Friday of next week, but our Leanne Trotter gives us a sneak peek tonight. Experience what it's like to walk into Dunder Mifflin. It's an exact replica of what you see on the iconic sitcom The Office. It's so cool to see The Office and to be in The Office and like going through people's desks and seeing all the details. And you can sit at your favorite character's desk and look for Easter eggs. Little things that you remember from different episodes. If you pick up certain people's phones, you might be able to hear their conversations. Dunder Mifflin. It's the largest official interactive fan experience based on the TV series. The two-story event space features 17 rooms chock full of original costumes and props. You can celebrate all your favorite characters and their quirky props like Ryan's Closet Desk or commemorate special moments like the Dundee Awards or Kevin's Chili Spill. But we didn't want to lose all the fun things that happen outside of the office. So I think once you exit the office, there's so many different moments and interactives that have been highlighted. Like the Shroot Farm or the Scranton Business Park. <laughs> and if you're just kind of a casual fan or maybe you pandemic watch the show, um, being able to live in the environments that they lived in is just as exciting for you. The office experience is on Michigan Avenue and Ohio Street. It opens to the public Friday, October 15th and runs through mid-January. Tickets start at thirty-seven fifty. Reporting from the Magnificent Mile, Leanne Trotter, NBC Five News. <laughs> Leanne's oh, in charge. Look at that. that. Michael's looks, desk. That there. looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leanne. All right, taking it back here, guys. <laughs> uh, Edwin this... James has our weather. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a hot one today down in a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm into it. This looks like fun. I think it'd be a really fun thing to go to. And I, 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 we're, this is coming to us right before it opens to the public. So uh, if you mm. go through, tell us what it's like. Yeah. This is yeah, a please. thing I'd want to I'd want to go in with just you two. And I don't want yeah. any other strangers. No there. I just want to be able to do <laughs> weird jokes and bits with you guys without anyone else around. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I, uh, I mean, I guess that's like the one thing about it is would you kind of be hurried through it? You know, because it's a bunch of people in a big line. Just like, do you really get to hang out in there, swivel around in the chair, and open drawers and stuff like that? But I, I mean, I think that's super fun that they brought they the sets back out and the spilled chili statue. Did you see that? There's like the <laughs> pot of chili actively yeah. spilling, but it's like this, the it's statue? like this 3D printed thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's just always there. Super cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I wonder if they would do like a haunted house version for this uh, this October. Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh. Office haunted house. Yeah, office. It's Halloween funny episodes. because it's funny by spending like thirty five fifty to go because it's like you're just going to an office. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there's all the value. The coolest thing for me is like in the vending machines. Like, it looked like they had it all exactly the same. And like, could you buy stuff out of those vending machines? Mm. Like, the weird brand, like candies and snacks and mm -hmm. i don't know well you mean like regional pennsylvania mm -hmm. <laughs> cookies and snacks yeah, okay. but it also had like dwight's like nameplate oh and, like, really okay yeah, yeah only like alex saw mug. the only alex saw the video we only just heard the audio yeah. but that makes sense oh. they, they oh pencil cup yeah yeah who yeah. steve yeah <laughs> you know the guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but cool no very very cool thank you again for sending that to us uh but yeah let us know let us know if you In go the chicago we're, area we're, yeah. we're looking for our own reporter so mm -hmm. let us know yeah, field correspondent. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, traveling Taking salesman. Taking applications uh, yeah. through Indeed, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other one other thing, guys. Uh, speaking of the haunted house, I mentioned we are approaching Halloween. It's it's we're <laughs> recording this on October eleventh, um, and people may be considering office Halloween costumes. Um, do you guys have any ideas? Any fresh takes? on the office Halloween costume, something that a little maybe off the beaten path. Well, I imagine we've talked about this before. I, I don't remember uh, from our last couple of Halloween episodes, but uh, I've told you guys that I went as three hole punch gym for Halloween one year. That's yes, right. That's correct. Yeah. that's correct. That's um, correct. You, you weren't go, even three hole punch Edwin. I was three hole punch Edwin. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess trying to think of something really weird. You could go to, I mean, 
the challenge is you you like to do something really specific. You either have to go as a character going as someone else, or something very specific from the show. This is a very important rule about Halloween costumes in general: is know your party, know what function you're going to, who's going to be there, because you can't get away with everything. If you're like around office people, you can do a whole bunch of stuff that I wouldn't recommend you do at a larger party. For example, if you're just around smaller friends and they know the office. Uh, you can buy a Santa costume for not that much. Turn that thing inside out and go as Jesus and go as Michael's <laughs> Michael's Plan B costume uh, on, on the Christmas episode. Um, That's a good that one. could be one like that. You could also do a form of Belschnickel. Would yeah. be very fun to do at Halloween. Um, but again, to anyone else, you're just going to look like a dude covered in sticks and burlap. So be ready. <laughs> That's that is the challenge. Do you go as an office character or as something like very very specific? One of the first like, one of the first things that I thought of as a rant like what's a really what's a deep cut is Gabe as Lady Gaga. But like, mm. at what point are you just going as Lady Gaga? You're just going as Lady <laughs> yeah. Gaga unless yeah. you're on like right. stilts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of people dressing as other people. Like, I want to go mm -hmm. as Michael dressed as Jim. <laughs> That's pretty funny. With the earring, uh, you could do you could do some oh, good no, couples man. costumes. You know, I mean, Jim and Pam oh, is obvious, true. but like Ryan and Kelly could be a fun couples costume. There's a lot of iterations of Ryan yeah, and Kelly. Also. Exactly. Yeah, like they have different versions. You know, um, mm -hmm. like I think the, the, like it, it, when you go as a group, it, it, there's more of a theme. There's always a theme. The, like there's a there's something more implied there. Creed's accidental Halloween costume could be easy and good, mm -hmm. and it would mm. it would work outside of office fans. I'm just like That's a blood a cheap, splattered, yeah, like cheap costume, mm -hmm. fast, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. You could go as Dwight as the Scranton Strangler with the oh yeah, like the hat and the mm -hmm. the That's a good mask, costume. yeah. That's a good is, costume. Yeah. If you if you got the budget for Cyclops, yeah. If you have the budget for Recyclops, yeah. <laughs> well, or, or, or actually, if you go early iterations oh, of Recyclops, yeah, yeah. Yes. then you're not spending much. You could do that one Goodwill trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Florida but, Stanley. Florida Stanley. That's good. That's good. All this is to say that uh, we want to have a little office Halloween costume. Okay. A contest, that is. A costume contest within our show. So... If you are going to do this, and we'll we'll get more details to this the closer we are to Halloween, but in the week of that episode for Halloween, we'll be accepting pictures uh, with a hashtag on our social media channels, uh, and we're going to figure out a prize. We're going to have some little costume contest just among our listeners. So mm -hmm. uh, start planning for that if you want to enter, or if you're going as an office character anyway, send us a picture. Let us know. We'll We'll showcase you. That would be great. Then, That's going to be so fun. We've had some great ones in the past, by That's the way. That's true. We Shout out yeah, to the people. People, have people dressed up their toddler as Dwight. It was mm -hmm. so adorable, so and they good. also I nailed it. Mm -hmm. um, that was that was great. That kid's probably a lot taller now. That was a couple years ago. It's like, <laughs> weird to think. What about you guys? Are you going to do an office uh, costume for the for this contest? I'm signing you up. Oh, oh wow. Uh, I guess I, I'll have to try. I'll have to come up with something. I'll be honest, man. Ann and I could probably pull off a pretty good Dwight and Angela. <laughs> you guys could. Now you got stuff. I think we could kind of nail a Dwight and Angela. I think you could too. Because mm -hmm. my hair parts the way Dwight's do like, does pretty well. You could do like terrible. Dwight and Angela on the farm or something. Yeah. Some fun mm -hmm. iteration of it. But uh, Well, great. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, please send us uh, photos of your costumes and yeah. listen at the end of the show for where you can send those. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's move on to some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Uh, this week's trivia comes from Allison. Uh, Allison didn't write any message at all. Um, thanks for getting right to the point. <laughs> hey, shout out. Thank you for sending that. Hey, big props. Right to it. But if you want to, you can tell us more about yourself. Uh, uh, she says this is the Michael Scott Paper Company ARC trivia. Let's get to it. Ten questions. First question, what is the name of the soccer team Jim played on, and when did he play on this team? The orange team. That's right. And in fifth grade? Second through fourth. Okay. Mm. And what is Andy's phone extension? Uh, oh, shit. We've done this before, haven't we? Uh, I feel like probably. It's like 645 or something like that, or 631. 119. 134. One, three, four. And of course, this is when Kevin is mm -hmm. trying to patch the call. My maid Andy. died. My maid died. My maid died. 
Uh, question three. What does Ryan say his salary is at the bowling alley? $80,000 a year. Uh, no. Six, $60,000. That's Dwight's, that's Dwight's yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Dwight's dream job. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-managing a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. With, with the devil. Yeah. With the devil. Uh, $60,000 a year. $60,000 a year. I think you, you started to say it, so yeah. Uh, question four. What is Michael's Nana's name? Barbara Kivas. That's Bar- right. Oh, yeah. Question five. What does Ryan say about Thailand? It was amazing. It was incredible. It was, amazing? It was no. unforgettable. Do you guys want to hear about Thailand? It, wait, wait, wait. Oh, it was indescribable. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Do you guys want to hear about Thailand? <laughs> it was yeah, indescribable. indescribable. Yeah. <laughs> what countries are on the clocks that are on the wall in Michael Scott Paper Company oh, office? Good question. Lon- oh, UK, Japan. London, Paris. And London France? and Paris. New York? Nope. To- Tokyo? Is it Paris, France? Are you- is it Tokyo, Japan? Uh, Paris, London, not Tokyo. What would Michael have? Mm-hmm. Does he have like Singapore? No. Beijing. He might be close. Yeah, yeah, Beijing. Beijing. Okay. Is there one more? There's one more. Is there a Hawaii? Does he have a Hawaii? I could see that. I don't it know. Did. What is it? The fourth one is just USA. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um,. Which is funny because the other three are all cities. Uh, what song uh, do Dwight and Andy sing to Aaron? What's it called? Country, country, country roads. roads. Take Me Home. Take Me Home, Country Roads. What is the name of the person they get their first sale from? Hello. At the Michael Scott Paper Company. Starts with an R. That's right. Rupert? Roland? So close. I know, right? Russell, Russell, yes, Russell from the yes, pancake lunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell from the pancake Russell from the lunch. Pancake lunch. Yeah. That's, what yeah. she, that's what she says. And I guarantee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the first company Dwight gives to Michael that might want to switch paper suppliers? Ed's Tires. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's an easy one. That's no, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Ed's tires is thinking about making well, the change. Well, then I feel like you're gonna. I feel like you're definitely gonna get this. The twelfth, the the tenth question. What client do Michael and Dwight try to chase down? Harper Mr. Collins. Schofield. Mr. Schofield. Yeah, that's right. Alex, nice work. Harper Collins Publishing, right? I I I yes, maybe. <laughs> that's Allison just Mr. wrote Mr. Schofield. Mr. Schofield. Uh thank you very much, Allison. And uh yeah, if you have some trivia you'd like to try and stump us with, email us MSpodcastcompany at gmail dot com. Uh you can also call us and leave us a message, five oh three six nine four nine three one four. We're on Facebook and Instagram, which I think Instagram would be a great place to send us your costume submissions. Um, let's go. We'll come up. We, email more. Yeah, more details to come. Maybe we do a hashtag or something that make it easy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Figure something out, or, e- yeah, or you can just start emailing. Them. I mean, I don't know. You shouldn't be dressed mm-hmm. up already for Halloween. It's way too early, <laughs> but we'll figure it out in time. Uh, we, Prize we have, might have something to do with our new merch store. We'll see. Whoa! Figure this out. Aaron will eat garbage for your entertainment. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we have a website, michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Uh, join us, become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. You're going to get a bunch of bonus content. I'll check the web. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a bonus mailbag episode every month. Darn! <laughs> and the whole backlog of those episodes, ad-free episodes as well. Uh, mm. So, uh, yeah, if you need more MSPC in your life, uh, join us on Patreon. Uh, thank you very much to all of our uh, to all of our Scott's Tots. We love you guys so much. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, it means so much to us. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all of our artwork. This episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's really nice to have all three of us back on the mic again. Um, you know, it, as we mentioned, it's, it's been tough for us to get together these last couple of weeks, but I'm really glad that we could. 
And uh, doing the show is just such a joy, and it's because of you guys, because of you listening and interacting with us, hanging out with us. Um, it really means a lot to us. So thank you, uh, as always, for, for carving out a little bit of time to hang out and talk about The Office with us. Uh, we can't wait to be back next week, um, and we can't wait to see the costumes and stuff roll in. It's a very oh, yeah, fun yeah. time of year, very fun time to watch Office Halloween episodes. Uh, so take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, yes sir. sir. Tony. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.